Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Triple M footy lives on listener. Replays, interviews, and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, wow. Sunday. So often the day after the night before. A day to lay low, relax, keep out of harm's way. But not here. Oh. Rugby League's biggest names get busy right now. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. This is Triple M's Sunday Sinbin. Oh, good afternoon and welcome to Triple M Sunday Sinbin. All thanks to Prosper, Australia's number one online lender to small businesses. Gordon Tallis, James Hooper, James Graham and Ben Dobbin with you for the next two hours ahead of what will be an absolute builder. The Storm taking on the Raiders. Dan Ganane will be your caller for that one. Uh, a very good afternoon to a man that has been trolled on social media. We will get to that this week and obviously we will address that. I love him. I love his bald head. I'd love to fry an egg on his head. James Hooper, <laughs> good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon, Dobbo. How are you, oh, mate? Oh, I, I, we are going to get to it a little later. And thank you, Jerome, for giving us some great content. Uh, we will get to it. I hope you had a good week, mate. I have had a good week, mate. Yeah, the footy's been outstanding. Uh, September's only just around the corner. Uh, and there's eggs frying on the noggin for a change. So, uh, yeah, no harm, no foul there, Dobbo. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, Gordon, tell us good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ben. What a beautiful day. Yeah, beautiful Gorgeous day. Gorgeous day. Yep. Great uh, weekend of footy. Yeah, loving it. Great weekend of footy. We've got to say, uh, well done to the Matildas last night. In um, and, I, and I still did they I, play last night? They played last night. <laughs> they played last night. Yes, Gordon. Um, I, I will say you're one of the minority uh, who hasn't oh, been no, following the World Cup. I get paid to watch Cup. rugby league. No, we, well, we all if do. I got paid to watch another sport. We I all would do, watch but, it, but I wouldn't watch rugby league. We all do, but well done to them to yeah, going okay, through so the semi-finals. Won. Who did they? They won. They beat France. They play England on Wednesday night. Uh, oh well. So, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Guys. James Graham, uh, good afternoon. Uh, mate, uh, how'd you go? Did you get to watch the soccer last night? Uh, look, I, I was going to stay up and watch it, but decided against it because, you know, Everton against Fulham away. Um, it didn't go <laughs> too well. So, um, look, it, it's, it's hard being an Everton fan. And, yeah, the season's back, but it's not got off to a great start, mate. So, uh, no, I didn't stay up and watch it. It just proves, he's going to ask you next, Hoops, there's only one bloke that jumps on a bandwagon. Right? Oh, okay. You I'm know what Dobbo is? Can you name six of them? Katrina Dobbo, hey, Gordy. Gary Fowler. Gordy. Yeah, Gordy. Go on. Dobbo, you are the type of person, and you know who they are, the one that would walk into the office with their Matilda scarf on, like virtue <laughs> signaling to everybody. <laughs> oh, back uh, of his chair. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where were you when they were shit? You were nowhere. <laughs> when, they, when they had family and hey, friends listen, at their last listen, couple you of games. Three, you haven't Get your scarf on, Dobbo. Name, Go walk just, around the office with the scarf on. Th- you want me to name six players? Well, just name the team. Sam Kerr, yep. Mary Fowler, Katrina Gorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, I love the Matildas. I'm on board. And, yes, I'm on the bandwagon. Anytime Australia is beating. Listen, listen. We won the hey, Ashes, we won the netball, and we're going to beat them in the soccer. That's I'm all I care about. I'm a proud Aussie, and I'm... And yep. then, you know what? I can't wait, and I hope that they win the World Cup. It'll be massive for this country. Yes. Um... And I'm sure that it's rating into all those young girls to have heroes the awesome. way we had heroes. It's awesome, mate. It's an unbelievable story, but it doesn't mean that I 
But I'll watch I'll them next. I can watch them on Wednesday, Wednesday night. Cause, cause yeah. I didn't a, watch them last night either. It'll but, be a yeah. I didn't be, watch them last There's night. no rugby league on, so I'll watch them Wednesday. Hoops, you've got something to say which will be really intelligent. Over to you, mate. Well said, Gordon. Uh, I'll tell you what was interesting last night at the Roosters and Dolphins game at Allianz Stadium. They had the Matildas on inside on some other big screens around the venue. And as the game was unfolding, there was all these crazy cheers and shouting. And you, you, like some people were a bit perplexed and confused. Going, Hang on, what's, why is the crowd going off every, every minute? Um, and what's actually happening. And then when uh, they obviously won the goal that meant that they had sealed the result in the game, uh, yeah, the, the, the crowd went burkout only on. So that was all at that stage, Hoops, wasn't it? Do you know what makes me laugh, right? Because the Roosters fans have to have their Waratah scarf. They've got their Sydney Swan scarf. They've got their Roosters scarf, so whoever's winning. But now they've all got their Matilda scarf. <laughs> right. And they just pick one of the four and off they go right to the pubs and Paddington. Sorry. Right it's quite funny. No, well, you're not oh, funny. Oh, because you're What's... from Mossman. That's the time. Oh, now oh, I know. Right. What Here about what go. he called France before? France. How do you say it, Dobbo? Yeah. France. <laughs> Le Bleu. Listen, hey, listen here, Le mate. Blanc? Don't try and play the battler tag, uh, <laughs> hoops, please. It, it mate, doesn't he's the only one with this, me. Mate, he's the only one in this team that wears flannels. Yeah. He's the only one in this team that wears the Armadale school. The Armadale school um, in the New England that was their one of their uniforms. That's why he's got it. He can he can parade around and be whatever he wants. Listen, he's the a Taz old, he's a Taz old boy. Listen, we all know it. Listen, we Settle know down. all this. Calm now, down. Listen, <laughs> see, we, we've unpacked a bit. Let's get into it. Rabbitohs twenty six, Dragons fourteen. That was a Kens. The Warriors and the West Tigers. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Thirty points to twenty two. The Warriors win. They've secured third spot now. And and the Roosters, 30. The Dolphins, 14. A little later, I've worked out what the top eight will be for everybody, and, I, and I'm going to give everybody that. I've oh, actually yes. worked it out. Hey, boys, Get mate, he came in, right? Yeah. Like, no, seriously, right? So, mate, he come in, he had his little drums, he had the Matilda scarf on, he was so excited. <laughs> but he reckons the top eight settled, and he knows the week one of the finals, yes. who's playing who, yes, when, where, what time. Yes, I do. Oh, we don't need to get Peter Valandis on Peter Valandis will be joining us shortly. I don't, <laughs> we don't know exactly. No, well, we do. We do. We're going to have him very shortly. But let's just quickly talk about South Sydney. Hoops, last yesterday we saw a side that got the victory, but they're far from convincing at this moment. And... There is time for concern. When other teams, the whips are cracking, we've seen Brisbane, we've seen Penrith start, we've seen the Warriors. The concerning thing is for South is we're still waiting to see that next level and take their game that way. Yeah, it's major alarm bells for the Bunnies given how close September is. Dobbo, they've been clunky uh, as all get out. And it's their defence that has been letting them down over the course of the last three months. So um, in the opening 11 weeks of the competition, they sat on top of the ladder. They were equal first with the Broncos. Um, but now over the course of the last three months, they've been leaking double the amount of points and even yesterday, like they had some very good fortune with Latrell Mitchell being offside. Katie Walker ultimately ended up scoring that try. That was a quite a critical turning point of the game. Yeah. So I'm still, I think the jury's still very much out on whether the Bunnies can make any sort of impression come the finals. Yeah, they're really riding their luck at the moment. I think they were quite fortunate to come up against the Dragons team with a, a number of, of key players missing. Um, it was a game that they really just needed to get back to winning ways for South Sydney. I think if there's if there's a couple of things in the favour of South Sydney, uh, it's the fact that they've got this uh, the bye 
in round 26, which is the penultimate round. That means the one before the last Dobbo, just in case you were wondering what <laughs> penultimate means. Um, but I think South Sydney, if you look at, if you want some hope or where Jason Dimitri will be telling the, 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 these boys that they can win the competition. So in round eight, they beat the Penrith Panthers 20 points to 18. Round nine, they, they backed it up and beat the Broncos away in Suncorp convincingly. And then they backed that up with another game at Suncorp where they beat the Melbourne Storm. So if you're the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you've got to go. You, they're in a position where they're going to have to win four games and four well, tough games in September. And that hopefully for them, that first can, weekend of October. But they've got the evidence that they can string can three they draw together. On that? Can they go that far back? Because well, my yeah, belief I think is, they can. you know, you can only go back to the last month because that's the true story of where your season's at. Right. It's the last four games. Do you reckon they can go back to that, Jimmy? Well, I think that what that's the narrative, that's the story yep. that the coach will be telling them. It's like, hey, yep. we need, we, you know, you need evidence that you can do that. You need evidence that we can string four wins together. We can win well, four tough games, and they've got that. Yes, they'll be saying we'll take it a week at a time, but in terms of the hope of yep. South Sydney for season twenty twenty three, they'll look there's back the and say we've, got, we've got the evidence. There's two games, Jammer, that are important, and we'll be covering it next week. Uh, they take on Newcastle in Newcastle next Sunday. We'll be calling that game here on Triple M. And, and you talked about that last week, that round 27, that Roosters v South Sydney game. Now, I've got them penciled to win both those games plus the bye. So they've still got another six points, which would finish them on 34 points, which is in seventh spot. So as much as we, as much as we guarantee that that's going to happen and we look at that, if the Knights go on a run, they obviously the Knights take on the Bulldogs or something at four o'clock, and then at home next week they can do a job on South Sydney. Well, then it's a different scenario on South Sydney about how they're going to look, um, how they're going to look in September because they won't be there in September. That's as simple as that. When the mathematics, the numbers, because at this moment I've got them just scraping in, just scraping into the into the eight. You there, Jammer? You don't like my theories? You, well, you, 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 you know, yeah, like- I think, I th- I think they, they, they're going to get in there and they're going to be the, the, the bottom half of the eight. But they'll like take say, on the Raiders. If I'm right, they'll take on the Raiders in week one in Southern Death. Oh, That's well, hold if, on, you're, hold if you're on. right, I'll... it'll be a miracle. So, <laughs> anyway. I'll stop um, you there, Dobbo. How are you coming up with a top eight, right? Okay, We've still mate. got another three listen, rounds of football listen. to be played and games today, right? Listen. And you're, what, you're working out differentials and everything, are you, for the, yes. for the final eight? Please. Yes. Listen, I will tell you now, if Penrith don't drop a game, they win the minor premiership. Well, thanks, and you Scoop. would expect they won't. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Brisbane will finish second and the Warriors will finish third. You know that set. Right? You, you you all agree with that? Yeah, see, because what happens is Penrith are going to win every game, so are Brisbane. No, they won't. So- <laughs> they won't. I don't think Brisbane will. I think Brisbane lose to Canberra. I've given. I've even said Brisbane lose wow. one week to Canberra and they'll win against Melbourne in the last week. After the Plus way the they night. played Friday night, you got them losing well, they probably to Canberra. Will, but, mate, you look at hypotheticals. This is what uh, you, you do know when what you're this an is. expert. I'm sorry. When you're a leading journalist, this is what you do. <laughs> hey, this is, <laughs> boys, boys, you leave the Bible alone. <laughs> <laughs> ben Dobbin, uh, his name is Benny Bible. Let me let let for, for those listeners that haven't figured this out. This is Ben Dobbin sucking up to Ricky Stewart if I've ever seen it. Because <laughs> oh, Dobbin, oh, mate, if, 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 I'll get man, it out Well, I don't think I'll win today in Melbourne, so I can't pre- be sucking up pre- too much. But you're predicting that the Raiders will beat the, the Broncos. Brisbane. What evidence did you have to suggest that? 
desperation uh, that Brisbane <sighs> oh. know that no matter what, they're guaranteed a second position. Uh, Brisbane are guaranteed second spot minimum, right? And they go to Canberra, in Canberra, which is always difficult, and that is always a battle for them, no matter okay. what history will show that. And right. I just think, for me, I think Canberra know how important it is. I don't think they win in Melbourne today, Canberra. We I don't, don't think they do. Melbourne Although today, their boys. record would speak they've had great success there, I don't think they win there today. So they're going to have to win a couple more games to make the eight as well. So I'm factoring and see, this is what I do, Jammer. I just don't shoot off with my mouth without any thought. I actually have gone back, I've walked. <laughs> Unlike you blokes who just shoot from the hip, you know, because I'm a paid professional. Oh, um, please. Here we go. I'll shoot from the hip, right, just uh, segueing because this is flying and going so fast. We'll move on to another topic. So, Dobbo, uh, there are unconfirmed reports. Did you host an event uh, at the Ecker in Brisbane on Wednesday? Correct. Yeah, the dog show. Right. Was that the bull Correct. rider? It was a bull riders convention. It was a charity function. We know you do a lot of charity work. It was a charity day. Yes, a very big charity day. There was in excess of uh, $2.3 million raised. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's yeah. very good. Now, yeah. I think Wayne Bennett was there. Is that right? Correct. Who else was there? Um, I mean... A lot of people, a lot of dignitaries, a lot of big, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. What, I, what I are you trying to get at? I heard the Queensland Premier was there, Anastasia Palaszczuk. Correct. Uh, there's unconfirmed reports. Is that right? When you met her, you you did like a curtsy, like oh. if you meet the Queen. That's not true. <laughs> that, that's actually well. Not I've true had at all. I've had people who were there. Well, well, yeah, the people who were there are wrong. And once again, you're, well, you apparently you're male. Hang, on, hang on, hang on. Apparently, you also when you introduced her, there was some sort of groveling apology and. Anyway, we're going to move on from this. Like, I don't care. Peter Volandis is joining us. Is that why you couldn't do footy talk? Get away! This is Sunday Sydney and I'm Triple M. Triple M footy lives on Lister. Ready and now. Triple M's Sunday Sidbin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Can't stop what I got. Ready and Welcome back to Triple M Sunday Sinbin. All thanks to Prosper, Australia's number one online lender to small business. Gordon Tallis, James Hooper, Ben Dobbin, James Graham with you ahead of what will be a cracking afternoon of rugby league. We'll be calling the Storm, taking on the Raiders, Dan Ganane, your caller live from Melbourne, and the Knights on the Bulldogs. That is the second game this afternoon. It's our great pleasure. He's had a very, very busy week. He's not only sorted out the CBA and got that well and truly done and dusted, but he's also put the green light on. We're going to Vegas, baby. ARLC Chairman Peter Volandis, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ben. Congratulations, mate. Uh, what a week it's been. Been lots of controversy, lots of drama, but you, you got in, you got it done, and, and we can all move forward now. That's nothing new in rugby league. It's, it, there's always <laughs> drama in rugby league, unfortunately, but that's 100% correct. Uh, it was very important that we finalise it so we could all be on the same page to grow the game. I mean, the players are a valuable partner and our greatest asset, and we, we need them to be well focused on increasing participation and growing revenues, and, and so we all all do well. Hey, Peter, it's Gordy Tullis here. Congratulations on uh, on the result. We're talking about growing the game. We're going to Vegas. You beauty. If I'm an NRL fan, what am I expecting? Look, it's going to be very exciting because it's it's at a stadium. I don't know if you've seen Allegiant Stadium. It's it's unbelievable. Um, and you know, Las Vegas is the entertainment city of the world, and you're going to have people there from all parts of America. I think you're going to get between fifteen and 20,000 Australians. It'll be Australia week. We're still negotiating, trying to get some other major events on the same week. 
Um, and we'll, you know, we'll learn a lot from this one because we've got another four after that. And hopefully it'll grow some, some significant revenues for the game that we've never had before. What's your view, Pete, on where the game's at at the moment? You've obviously just locked in uh, this terrific deal for the players and the NRL in terms of the CBA, uh, and now you're also starting to look at bigger picture items like taking the game to Vegas and, and growing it. What's your view on where Rugby League sits in the landscape right now? Look, I, think, I don't think we've been in a better position. You only have to look at the competition and, and to see how close it is and how many clubs are competing for the top eight. We've had record attendances. We, up until the Matildas, we had record uh, ratings. Um, we have given the clubs an 84% increase. We've given the players a 37.4% increase. We are uh, you know, growing the game in participation. It's, it's been the, great, the greatest growth you know, for many years in registrations for rugby league. So... But the one that's exciting for me is the growth of the women's game. It's it's taken off and um, it's going to be, uh, hopefully, as big as the Matildas one day. And that's that's what our objective should be, is to continue to grow the game uh, in all facets. Hey, Peter, it's James Graham here. I'm, for one, delighted, I think, like everybody else, that this CBA has been sorted out and we can concentrate on the game that we love and what we love about it with the finals around the corner and all the fantastic things that you mentioned. But I just wanted to know, is it possible and is it on the radar to, to get processes in place to, to ensure that we're not in this situation again in the future? Look, I think we learned a lot from this process and a lot of it's miscommunication. Uh, communication is cooperation and sometimes um, we need to communicate better and, and that's probably our challenge for the next three or four years is how do we communicate better, how do we have better relationships. We shouldn't fight amongst ourselves. Our challenges are outside the game. You know, We've got a lot of competition in other sports. Um, we should be focused totally on um, being partners and, and growing the sport rather than fighting amongst ourselves. Peter, obviously you came into it and obviously been abreast of it the whole time, but the last week and a half you really got your hands dirty with the negotiations of trying to get sorted. Does part of you think that you should have probably led these negotiations from the start considering you, you're a master of that, you've done it before in the racing industry and others, that so it didn't drag on for 20 months? No, look, I've been part of the negotiations all the way through. Um, there wasn't that much left really in the end and... Look, the, both parties did a pretty good job right until there's a few about, you know, uh, a number of issues that were left. And as I said, and I think there were more misunderstandings and lack of communication than there were anything else. And once we sat in a room, both parties wanted to get a deal done. The RLPA, I'll give them due credit and, and compliment them on the way they handled the situation in those two days. They were very professional. Um, they were very respectful and we're there to do a deal and that's what happened we we did a deal because both parties had their mind focused on doing a deal and getting a partnership going to grow the game and that's one thing that we left them with we said that now that we've done this uh, we need the players to be our greatest assets and be our partners in growing the game yeah it's a great result for everybody pete players coaches administrators broadcasters everybody's happy about it now we'll just go back to vegas again for a minute so you got the four sides locked in for next year then beyond that will it be a situation where every club gets the opportunity to go over and experience that or, or how are you going to handle that process no absolutely we want every club to to get that experience and go to go to to Las Vegas, so over the five years, they'll all get the opportunity. And I think in the fifth year, you will see one massive big promotion in America, and I think you'll see some significant new revenues for the game. I'm very confident uh, that we're going to be really successful in this uh, initiative, and so every club should get an opportunity to see it, and, and who's, who's to say that we don't then extend it for another five years? Um, 
once we've got a foothold in the in the states and we have a new market, there's 320 million people in America. There's only uh, 26 in Australia, so it's a massive market if we can crack it. Hey, hey Peter, you, you speak about um, potential new r- revenue streams um, coming from the, the market in the United States, but is there a, is there a view there for perhaps some uh, participation being involved as well? And as people become exposed to the game, the idea would be to get some Americans to fall in love with it, and who knows, in 2015... Years time, it's you know we're seeing our very first NRL player born from the United States, or we you know grow up in the United States. No, that's a very good point, James, and that is certainly one of our objectives: is to grow participation in the states, um, see how we can work with the NFL, not not work you know not be in competition, but work with them, see if there's ways we can have you know pathways for both sports and have competitions. Look, there's some competitions that are there now, but they need assistance, they need um, some expertise, which we'll provide. And it's very, very important that we do have pathways and participation over because what we've discovered in the game, if you participate, you become engaged in the game, you become a rusted on fan. If you don't participate, you're only a casual fan. And that's the, the great thing about rugby league is you can participate in so many ways. You can play touch, tag, contact. So even if we've got people just playing touch over in the United States and having touch competitions to keep themselves fit and active, um, they'll get engaged in the game. And, and that's a lot of new subscribers and a lot of new revenues. Hey, Peter, we always hear the word um, um, expansion. If, if if I'm a betting man, if I'm an NRL fan, where will the next team be and when? Look, it's no secret that the that we're doing a, a, an arrangement and an agreement with the federal government. Papua New Guinea is, a, is and the Pacific is a massive market for the game. Yeah. There's 17 million people in Papua New Guinea. It shocked me how many people that are actually there. Wow, wow. We, we have to establish pathways there um, when we need to have the vertical integration into, into the to the top um, team. So if we are to go with a Papua New Guinea and Pacific, we've got to first put the participation um, in those in those regions. And that's what the government is going to spend a lot of money on. It's going to assist us in growing that participation. But it's very important for Australia too to have a, our neighbours closely aligned to Australia than any other country in the world. Just on expansion, Pete, Nick Politis, one of the most respected figures in rugby league, has come out recently and said that he thinks the game could possibly grow to as many as 20 teams. Is that a realistic objective, do you think? Or Absolutely. Um, who could argue with Nick Politis? He's a billionaire, <laughs> self, self-made billionaire, and he's got 999.5 million more than I have, so I couldn't argue with him. Um, but the thing is... He's a very, very good operator. He's been around a long time, and he believes we can do 20. And the players' pool will be there if we grow the participation. There's a lot of players that give up because they can't see a lot at the end of the tunnel. So we want to keep those players in the system and um, hopefully play for you know, an ex- a team that's going to be from the expansion. Yeah, as you said, I think the game's in a great place, and it's certainly exciting times. Just on a lighter note, Pete, can we just check? Is that right? Dobbo's already put in his request for a private jet for the Sunday Sinbin and all of the Triple M team to, to make its way over to Las Vegas? He has, but unfortunately I had to break the bad news to him that it's only a five-seater, so he missed out. But anyway, that's what we can... But You've I'm, heard I'm, it from St. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I believe, believe the... I believe the you can't I believe go higher. 
I believe the Premier of Queensland is going to invite him on her jet. So that's <laughs> oh, all. Listen, yeah. he, did, listen. he did a fair bit of curtsying and he's going to Queen stitch up. What a load of rot. Hooper, I mean, seriously, Peter, with all due respect, you are the alpha male in this. In, in, in this and you're the big dog, but I'm going to Vegas, baby. I'm going. I don't care how I get what plane I have to do, I'm going. Hey, Pete, we really appreciate your time, mate. Thank you. Been a very, very good week for NRL. A really exciting week as we march towards the finals. Um, the CBA sorted. We don't have to talk about that anymore. That's over. And also, we're going to Vegas. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll talk to you in the semifinals. Nah, thanks, fellas. Thanks for the opportunity. Good thanks. on you. There's Peter Volandis. I mean... Mate, what about that, right? You get the boss, right? So, I'll tell you something about Peter Volandis. He's a very good operator, Peter right? Volandis. I have never been prouder to be a rugby league person than when he's taken over. You know, I, I think our game has ebbed and flowed and, like, I looked up to it. But just recently, where our game's at and the growth and, you know, walking around Queensland, like, just with the hype, you go, you know... Like you now saying that you're a Matilda supporter, like then I was saying that I'm a rugby league player because of what he's done. So he's at the top of the tree. Yes. And yep. he's even into you. He told you you're not on the plane. Well, I mean, I am on the plane. <laughs> and I spoke be. to you and Giles from Cairns this morning. No, no, no. You hold, on, to, hold on, yeah. hold on. Peter Volandis is the boss. But he hasn't choose. He's yeah. going to pick the broadcaster because we're going to go into different markets. He, we are the mate, broadcasters. He picks his team. Hey, listen, mate. He picks his team. That's all I know. You don't have a Sunday without strawberries, mate, and I'm the strawberry. So just remember <laughs> that, big fella. Oh. That has left an image in my head. I don't know, We're going to take a break. This is Sunday, oh, Simbin. Hope you're enjoying ring. your Sunday on Triple M. Triple M footy lives on Lister. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Welcome back to Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Gordon Tallis, James Graham, James Hooper, Ben Dobbin with you. Round 24. All thanks to Prosper. Australia's number one online lender in small business. We have the Storm taking on the Raiders. That's the 2 o'clock game. Dan Gadania Caller this afternoon. And that game is so important to both sides in the complexity of where they finish in the top eight or whether or not the Melbourne Storm are a top four side. I believe they will be, but I'll get to that a bit later. I call BS not far away. And uh, we're also going to talk about Egghead very shortly as well. Our mate James, who has been cyber-bullied by Jerome Luai. We'll get to that. Um, you know, don't don't, I can't don't ever use Egghead again because Egghead, right, yeah. was on The Simpsons. You yeah. know when Homer gets lost in the virtual city? Oh, I was city. called Homer for a long time <laughs> in my life. And then, and then Chief Wiggum asked him, like, bloody ask the mad scientist. He goes, wait, 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 slow down, Egghead. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> slow down, Egghead, slow down. So don't call him Egghead, because that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, well, Chief Wiggum. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the Simpsons. Hey, uh, boys, let's talk about the mighty Gold Coast Titans. Friday night, 5.30, it drops. Um, Tino, uh, their illustrious captain, Farsul Mahali, a 12 million 10-year 10, 10 deal. And David Fafita signs a 3 million 3-year deal. James Hooper, um, we now know, as reported today, that there are ratchet clauses after three years along into that contract for Tino. So it could be way more than $12 million if, if, if we see these rights deals go up over time. Do we like this deal? And, and is, it a, is it a smart decision for the Titans? I like it. I think Tino Fasua Malaau is the best front row forward in the game uh, alongside James Fisher-Harris and the likes of Moses Leota. Uh, and I think he's worth every cent. 
Dobbo. So I don't have an issue with the fact that there are ratchet clauses. The Gold Coast over the course of the last three months have made some significant plays and they've done an outstanding job of keeping it all under wraps. I think with the introduction of the Dolphins as a 17th team, um, the Gold Coast have been left a little bit out of sight, out of mind in that Queensland market and it's enabled people at the club in positions of power to go out, sign Des Hasler discreetly, now get this mega deal done with Tino and also David Fafita's extension as well. Um, They're putting the building blocks in place to make themselves a force and I don't think they're going to be considered the little brother for for very much longer once Des gets it. Yeah, I think if you look at the deal, you know, you probably look at the fans. I'd say he'd be the fan favourite between he and Dave, right, yeah. and Jaden Campbell. You look at the team, I'm pretty sure he'd be their probably favourite teammate. And if you look at the sponsors, well, he's marketable, isn't he? You know, I mean, he's got that big look he's uh, identified in the community. So uh, I think he ticks all the boxes. Um, you know, a lot of clubs sort of threw the farm at him. So... I don't know. James Graham, I'm interested. I'm fascinated in your in your mindset around this. I mean, you're a middle forward uh, who played it as tough as anyone. I have no dramas with the money. I just want to qualify that. I have $1.2 million a year. I think he's worth that. I don't agree with you that uh, you, you forgot to sure mention Payne Huss out in those conversations, too, which I think he is the no, premier middle forget. forward. I didn't forget. Yeah. I, I put um, those other blacks I mentioned well, I, well, just I disagree with in you. front of Payne. I, I disagree with you. Uh, anyway, but James Graham... Is 10 years too long? I mean, wouldn't you well, be that, better off to give him a six-year deal? That takes him to 30, then reassess. That 10-year, could it be costly to the Titans? You know, when you talk about 2031, 2032, 2033. Yeah, look, well, the, the only real similar deal uh, in comparison to this would be the one that Jason Tamalolo signed with the Cowboys. Very similar um positions and and style of play and what I think the Gold Coast are are trying to do with this is establish stability and also establish somebody uh, that can attract players and Tino certainly has the capabilities to do that so if you're a player on the market you're looking around and you know the Gold Coast uh, come in for you that you you don't need to ask who's my captain going to be who's my forward my my middle forward leader going to be you know that it's it's big Tino for Arsulamal Ali. The, the, the one question I have around this is, so you give about 10% of your cap to a middle forward. Is that um, the correct strategy? That's, you know, different clubs do that uh, in different ways. There's no uh, cookie-cutter approach when it comes to where you uh, assign uh, your, your big money players. The, the, the real worrying thing f- for me is, look, front row is the hardest position to be consistently good in. So if you look at, um, say, for example, I think that the Dally M position of the year awards, sometimes you'll have a fullback that'll win constantly. With, with the front rower, it often changes because it is so difficult to keep cycling up there in, in the sort of top two or three each and every year. And with Tino and the, the price tag that he is going to get, that's where he needs to be for, for each of those years. But I understand yeah. why he the Gold Coast... He needs to become the leader now, right? So yeah, but I think Gordy, like he needs to... The field, but off the field, the talk... Yeah. Uh, I see when they score a try, sometimes he drops his head. So right now with that, becomes greater 
greater responsibility of him to make sure that that's a winning organisation. So when you get paid that money, the buck's going to stop with him. So he's got to wear everything now. And that's what's going to happen. It happened to Jason Tamalolo. It happens to Daly Cherry Evans. It's happened to all the million-dollar players. So he's up in that category now, um, and he's he's just got to make sure. He's 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 earned that paycheck. Like don't oh, anybody mate, question that. No he's doubt. gone. He's but gone see, and earned that. There's two ways to look at it, Jimmy. Right? If I look at someone like Jared Aria Hargreaves, right, and how important he is to the Roosters now. What is he? Thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah. Right. So I'm looking. So Tino's going to be what? Thirty three. Mm. Yeah. You think now with the sports science, the way they've come in with the players playing longer, Tino's a big body. You know, um, with the interchange and all that kind of stuff, is he going to be I, that old tough guy that you roll out at thirty-three that just protects the herd? I think, I think they've got, they've. I know he plays a little bit of of lock. I, I think he's got to move to lock and just yeah. uh, get get him out of some of those uh, like really big, big collisions, which you could because you're not going to need him to do that. Let the likes no. of Mo Fodawaker. Go, go and do those things. They need Tino playing, you know, yeah. seventy minutes minimum each and every week, being yeah. consistently on the field because he he is going to develop into that leadership role, Gordy. Where you yes. know, like it, it it it's action. It's all about action, but it's presence a lot of the time as well. Yeah. And that ability to drag some of his teammates up to his level is going to be vital. So you don't need him playing fifty minutes and having half an hour on the sidelines no. in two thirty minute spells. You need him out there at all times, be that commanding voice. We've all played with players, Gordy, and you'd be exactly the same where sometimes you you, you know you, you pick up a slight niggle or whatever it may be. I remember myself with, with Sam Burgess and we're playing for England and I hit my knee and I was like, mate, come on mate, I need you and you just go, yes. Oh right, okay, well Tino can have that but he needs to be on the field and that's why I think um, yes. He needs to forget playing prop and go to the lock forward position because naturally, naturally he'll get longer on the field. Well, Jimmy, you played and made grand finals under Des Hasler. I'm sure that Des will come up and devise a, a brilliant plan on how he wants to utilise and, and get the best out of Tino Fasua Malawi. And he's only 23 years of age now. He's an out-and-out leader. You look at his game against Cronulla in a beaten side on Friday night. Yeah. He could not have possibly done. At one stage, he scored a try where he was out on the left edge, um, fending, bumping, and stepping like a centre. So uh, he's a unique talent. Uh, I, I think he's worth every cent. And I, I, I think don't. it's a great... You don't. No, I don't. I, 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 I've got to be honest with you three, and I, I'm honest here, and I, I say this as the deepest respect. I think if you're a Titans fan today, you're, you, you're happy that he signed, but you are very, very worried. You, Des Hasler ain't going to be there in 10 years. Okay, that's the first thing. We've seen what happens with clubs, with Des, don't and no disrespect your, to Des. your crystal ball out no, no, I'm and telling start you now, hypothetical no, forecasting I'm telling you now, I, I, they still haven't got a dead set number nine long term and or a seven. Yeah, They've got Sam, Sam, Sam yeah, but, okay, okay, he's here for another three years. Well, who's your seven? Hey? Who's your seven? Tanner Boyd. Okay. Mate, I'm no disrespect you were telling me six weeks ago yeah. was Ben Hunt. Well, you were where Adam is he? On the show. Where is he? You've huh? gone and, you haven't signed him, so where is he? Well, so I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. You've gone and spent $1.2 million with ratchet clauses on a middle forward, right? When And to me, I think your focus should you – you would have got him. You would have got him. He wasn't going to leave. He was never going to leave there, right? 
I disagree. I disagree with that. You haven't got he a seven. Every I joint, don't. He had all the good clubs chasing him. Yeah, he had Melbourne brother, chasing hey, him. He had the Roosters there, chasing his him. His wife's got a job there. She plays netball there. They've moved the family from Gympie there. He wasn't leaving the Gold Coast. You got Des Hazel that's got form in this area. That he has got clubs with big back end deals. We've seen it pass with the Bulldogs and Manly. I don't no think Jesse had anything to do with this deal at all. So he wasn't briefed at all. He wasn't. Of course, he's briefed. I think they should have gone and got a seven first. I think that was a. I don't think Tino was going to leave. I think they've got a really good. So what seven did they go get? Well, mate, they're out there. Brisbane went and got Adam Reynolds. They put a Tom Brady in with a good forward pack, and look where they are now. Yep. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't think it was the responsible thing to go and throw well, all that. Well, that's where they out. went and got Kieran Four and to help out the young halves. Oh well, you'd boost Santa Claus at the moment. No, around me the sound. I like Come Tino. On, I think he's worth the money. Curtsy, right? I, right. I, he, I like, mate, Mate, listen, he doesn't like it because he got on the big stage. He went from the dog show at Ipswich to the Echo, right? You know, mate, I'm he making went to the sense. big show. You know I'm making sense, Gemma. Yeah. You know I'm making yeah. sense and you're well, with me. But Gemma's if there's no half because... back out there, right? So, so Munster is the one that you'd get. Munster would have been the one that you chase. He's not there. Mm. So when your club needs a leader, you go get a leader. They had Patrick the leader. Carrigan? They had the leader. Who? They had Tino. But somebody at that club did a, put a, in their contract that if Holbrook leaves, he gets to bring Should never have happened. Should never have happened, Gordon. He should be still contracted there and there and you're negotiating next year. But they put in a clause in his contract that if Justin ever leaves, oh, you know what? You get to renegotiate. Now well, they're paying record well, NRL did deal. That deal, right, is silly. But doesn't matter. Move on from that. The, well, mate, perhaps the deal as well, the Gordon. Deal. We weren't there. This yeah. is the new deal. What do you think of the new yeah. deal? What do you think, think of Tino being that, a Titan? I think 10 years what do you think Tino there? being a Titan for 10 years means to that area? Oh, it means a lot. But well, it doesn't, make, doesn't guarantee you a premiership. And Nothing it doesn't guarantees you a premiership. I'm not going to go down this path. Nothing guarantees Let's you a go premiership. Down the well, anyway, there's my okay. view. There's my well, view. What guarantees you a premiership? In, in an ideal world, you, you, you go and get this halfback that's available and you sign him on a long term deal and Who is everything's it? great. But wh- wh- where are they all? Correct. Where are they? Like well, they're around. Yeah, it's on, get, it's on the go, shopping go, list of everybody. You name a good 23-year-old halfback that you can buy for 10 years. Well, you don't. Hang on. Did they didn't go? Brisbane didn't go that and sign. That was your Brisbane, argument. Bre, no, I'm saying they need to go and get a halfback. I didn't say for 10 well, years. Where's the what, next Adam Reynolds? Well, mate, they come up. Things happen. The rugby league cycle moves on. You, There's no, no. fallouts. Where are they now? I don't know. But what I'm saying is, wouldn't so you, you hold don't know your? Where they are? But well, you said that they're wouldn't out you there hold your, Wouldn't you hold your checkbook and wait? You, wouldn't you wait? So let Tino go and Dave go? You weren't going to let him go. You weren't going to let him go. That's the thing that I, I disagree. Find out. I disagree with that, Dobbo. He well, had the Roosters chasing him. No, the, 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 two, club the, two, clubs right in, the two clubs that were chasing him that were dead set, uh, it was any chance, were Melbourne and the Dolphins. They were the two clubs that they were really offered money other than, than the Titans. What about the right. Dogs? Well, the dogs had had conversations with him, but the clubs that he was looking at were Melbourne and the Dolphins. That was it, right? And yeah, I'm well, telling mate, you now... Well, they're realistic threats because they're both <laughs> strong clubs. Should never got to that hoops. Should never got to it. But anyway, Why? I call BS up next, and I've got a real issue with another member in here. This is the Sunday Simbin. <laughs> Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready and now. Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. You can't stop what I got. 
Welcome back to Triple M Sunday Sinbin. All thanks to Prosper Australia's number one online lender to small businesses. If you're a small business owner who is looking for funds to support cash flow, let me introduce you to Prosper. Prosper, P-R-O-S-P-A.com. Go on their line today. Obviously, T's and C's and standard credit criteria apply. James Graham, James Hooper, Gordon Tallis, Ben Dobbin with you. It is now time for this. From the makers of The Earth is Flat and I'm Only Having One Beer comes I Call BS. Yeah, I Call BS, all thanks to Ariat, like their boots. Uh, Ariat Rebar Work Jeans won't let you down on the tough jobs. Check out the range of Rebar Work Jeans, ariat.com.au. I was with Peter Inman and Terry Donahue this week. I'm having dinner with them tomorrow night. They are rock solid. And they just love being a part of this show. Absolutely love it. And we thank Ariat for all the work that they do and support that they give to not only a lot of the rugby league football teams, but also to the Sunday Simbin. Uh, James Graham, uh, have you got an I call BS this week, my friend? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I'd like to call BS on uh, Ruben Garrick's kickback uh, oh, on play one or play zero in that game against the Penrith Panthers. I, I thought... I enjoyed the tactics of the Manly Seagulls in throwing the ball around, but um, to receive that ball and just boot it back in hope uh, of maybe Jason Saab or Dylan Edwards, not maybe Jason Saab catching it. It was just, it was never on. Uh, like I say, I enjoyed the tactics. I thought it, it disrupted the Penrith Panthers a little bit, but um, kicking when you've just received the ball uh, then Taruva it wasn't long before he was under no. the sticks well actually off that play wasn't it After yeah I mean it back, th- I think there was a forward pass in there to Crichton but that, that's beside the point but anyway yeah, yeah you're as right a, as, a, as a middle forward um, look if that comes up on the tactics board you're like mm, I, I, I never again Ruben if you're going to do it can you just make sure it comes off please it, clearly and, and it was it planned it was clearly it was planned it can't be planned Subold, you no, cannot su- plan that Seabold no. spoke about it after the game he confirmed it was yeah, planned but, it yeah, was mate, a tactic. I was sitting on the couch with Matty Johns that that is not if that's a plan the last one right because Laurie Daly come on I think in the 91 grand final mm-hmm. they did it and then the reason why the old-fashioned foursome back was on because you just wanted to get into them early and then you could stay offside. So basically your team were there and just see who the biggest kicker was and they just tried to pin them down on their own try line and just bash them out of the game, right? That was the old softening up period. Mm. Yeah. When was the last time the NRL had a softening up period <laughs> and Ruben Gary kicks it 10 metres off his try line and I, gets it to the halfway. I don't think he thought Dylan Edwards was going to be exactly positioned where he was. I thought he might have thought, but he, it went straight down his goal. What do you want to do? Disappear? He kicked it straight yeah, down his throat. Like, like a magnet. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, 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 it's not a Matt Burton torp that mm. goes 70 metres. Yeah. It was a little yeah. pop gun that uh, went 40 metres. You know, they I, catch it on the full and score. As yeah. a middle forward, I think they'd already uh, they'd already oh. lost uh, a couple, and you just go, oh, it's so demoralising. So, yeah, that's my eye call BS. Yeah, oh, nice. Now, look, I, I like Benji Marshall a lot as a bloke, but I've got real issue with him at the moment. And Tigers fans, you know, don't attack me. Um, but Benji Marshall has declined the opportunities throughout the course of this year because he is an assistant, he's a head coach in waiting, to have any public comment whatsoever. You can't do interviews with him. No, no, not just me, Gordon, but everybody. He won't okay. do media, right? He just won't. Now, except he's done one press conference when he was in Tamworth when the Tigers were on the road, and he's done one this weekend when they were in New Zealand. Well, Brian so Freddie knows that 
journalists and media haven't been travelling to those games, so he gets a he gets a rails run with somebody from the local media who doesn't ask what any other tough assistant questions. Coach faces the media. Well, hang on, Gordon. He he has an opportunity. There is a lot of chat around the Fulton Marshall relationship. He doesn't talk about that yet. Benji will talk when there's nobody there. All I'm saying is, if you want to be a head coach, and he is going to be, that is the pathway, and he's been told that that's it, mate, pony up, big fella. Come on. You just go and face the music because guess what? The questions are going to get asked regardless if it's now or in a year's time. You're still going to get the same questions asked. So pull the Band-Aid off, stop all the stuff, and let's get it on. Yeah, I'm with you, Dobbo. It's a surprising tactic from Benji, given that he is going to transition into that head coaching role. And also, Gordy, given his existing strong rapport with lots of members of the media. Like, he worked at Fox yes. Sports last year. Uh, he's got He's got great rapports and Triple M. He, he yeah. has got great rapports um, with a variety of people who are involved in the media. So I've got to say, I, I find it surprising. I didn't even know that he'd done those press conferences. Dobbo, where did you find them? Whereabouts Mate, were they? this is what I'm talking about, investigative the... journalism. Oh, please. <laughs> this is where <laughs> you go and work. Please. Listen, the only thing you okay, can investigate, I... the only thing you can investigate is the strawberries on your Sunday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's about the only thing you're capable of investigating. Hey, can, I, can I also just but say he's this? A face of harness racing. He is up. a face of harness racing, which yeah, is, well, see, which is that, quite that, interesting. That's my BS. Is you can't have it both ways. So I picked up the paper on Friday and opened it up, and here's a nice photo of Benji as the new ambassador for New South Wales harness racing. Good on him. Like great that he's earning a quid there, uh, and happy more than happy for him to be the face of it. But I find it a bit contradictory that you, you can't have it both ways. Like. You got to. He's going to transition. I think he will transition into being the West Tigers' head coach in all likelihood next year. I think it's going to be fast tracked. Uh, I think that club's going to have to make some big decisions over the course of the next couple of weeks. Uh, and I just feel as though Benji's doing himself a disservice with this standoff that he's currently engaging in with the media. Yeah, well, I'm agreeing. Your BS, Gordon Dallas. Well, my BS is. Just the whole players' wages getting in the paper. I would hate my wage to get in the paper. I didn't like it when I first got it in there. Being a kid from Housing Commission, they grew up and mum and dad didn't earn too much money and all my mates and, you know, people that struggle that pay to watch us. I just think it's a little bit unfair that every time we get a wage or, like, everybody gets a pay rise or something, it's got to be public where your wage isn't public, mine isn't public, anybody that works in the media is not public. And... I just think it's a little bit unfair on players because then we judge them. So, yeah, I mean, I would like some things to stay private and I'd love it to stay private well, between the clubs and the managers. But, of course, the managers can't do it because that's how they get the next kid to come and sign and join with them. So uh, if my manager ever put my wage in the paper, I'd be filthy. Yeah, but you're not under a salary cap now. Hey? You're not under a salary cap now. Everybody's the, under a budget. No, Everybody's NRL, under a budget. On, but no, hold on. The NRL players are under a salary cap. It doesn't so mean that it, their wages have to be put in the no. paper for you to shoot your mouth off and say whether they're overpaid or underpaid. I well, just think it's, I just think that there should be some privacy in our game where a player's wage and what he does and the deal that he's about to do, and I don't think it helps your teammates. I don't think it helps you. I don't think it helps the fans that come and watch oh, well, you. Put them all on the same money, Gordon. I hear you, Gordy. I hear you, Gordy. But the issue is uh, the, the horse is bolted, hasn't yeah. it? Like the genie's well and truly out of the bottle. Players' wages, even when you played, mate, I can remember. Oh, well, the, the, the wages, thing that like, stopped it was Super League, didn't it? Because like when Super League 
come out and everybody was signing pretty much everybody's wage. Did become public papers. knowledge. Yes, Absolutely. And if you look at the knowledge. US sports, Gordy, right, when you go over there, it is all publicly detailed and listed. NFL, NBA, yeah. Major League Baseball, yeah. all of those sports. Now, yeah. I know we're not the US, I understand, yeah. but I'm just yeah. giving you that as... 320 million people. Yeah, you know, yeah, but I'm just giving you 20. that as... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. But I'm just saying there is um, a, another side of that as well. Um, well, see, so like then... And it's just my point on Luke Brooks. Mm-hmm. Would we have had the same opinion on Luke Brooks if we didn't know what he was getting paid? Probably not. No. No, probably not. That's a valid thing. That's a valid. It's almost impossible impossible. to stop that. It's almost impossible to stop due to like freedom of expression and and freedom of speech. You can speculate on 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 what a player might be receiving. It's not actual fact. You know, sometimes um, you know the newspapers don't always get it right. They're, They're roughly close to the mark, but. And, you know, the, unfortunately, some members of the press have been known to, like, inflate or deflate wages, but there's a lot of, a lot of that is, is down to agenda and stuff like that. But it just is what it is. I, I just I don't know what we can do about it. Perhaps the, the, the solution could be to just publish the, the offers and publish the A paper strong manager and a strong club. But someone's going to make an educated guess. I'll give you an example, Jimmy. Often, if players are out of form... It's the clubs that let the media know roughly what those players yeah. are earning because they want to put heat Pressure. on them. They, want yep. to, they, they need to get results out of them. They're, they're well paid, and as a result of that, they're trying to get the best out of whatever they can bring to the table. Yeah, very well said. Now, and it's not them doing now, listen, the bad deal and overpaying. It's that, about the yeah, player. Always, always, not producing. It's always the player, mate. It's always yeah. the player. You know that. Hey, uh, now listen, My before point we... exactly, before ben, we, Thank you for agreeing with before me. Before we finish, and I'm not going to use this, but I just want to give a big shout-out to the people and my supporters throughout the general public who have now decided to reach out to me on countless occasions with information. And this is a public service announcement. I'm not going to use this, but I just want to give a shout-out firstly to the Loose Forward Pod, who have made some things aware to me. Who are they? Well, they're a, a group in England that have made Loose reached Forward out to me. Pod. Pod. Yeah, that's a, that's a Twitter handle. And they've come out and given me some information on certain people in this, in this group. And I want to so put it now... So they put it in writing, I actually that's want, illegal. That's legal, isn't what it? What I want now is for the general public to be my eyes and ears on you three. And I'm putting this out there now. If you see, hear, anything, anything, you let me know. Okay, because guys. Because I am telling you now. That's reciprocal I'm saying rights. It, I'm if saying you see this big fella going through the drive-thru, you see him eating at any time, just take a photo and send it now, to you don't, This is not your show. I am just it saying. It is my show. No, no, Trust, me. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me it is, right? Not yet. There's not one, anymore. The, the, wheels the wheels turn. The wheels turn. I don't think so. I am <laughs> asking you to become rats. And let me know on these three. From hey, now on... Get the Ratnarang... Oh, boy, the last time you did it, right? <laughs> okay, the old Ratnarang at the Broncos. Oh. You've got to just keep... Your, listen, listen, keep a lid on it, right? You're lucky to have a job, right? <laughs> <laughs> and if you try to rat out our team here, right? I'm saying the general public... Consequences and repercussions. Up, the general public are now reaching out to me about you three, and I'm saying I endorse it. Continue it. So, okay. Matty Lake in the newsroom. This is the Sunday sin bin. <laughs> All righty, yeah, this is the Sunday sin bin. Let's talk Parramatta. Um, they were under pressure. Um, no two ways about it when they went into that match on Friday night at the Gabba. And talking to Brisbane players post-match, they said Parramatta for that first 20 minutes were, it was as hard as physical, but 
20 minutes ain't 80 minutes, and they absolutely had a cricket score put on them. Moses is out now for six weeks. James, uh, Graham, I'm going to start with you. Um, it, 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 we've put the line through Parramatta now. We, we, we know, know they can't make the eight, and I did that ten weeks ago, so I'd like to, I've been validated there. Um, no, but, yes, I did. What, mate, you're the biggest bloke I've ever seen to do a backflip. I never backflipped on them. I never did. Um, Dobbo, but you put you put the line through them, then you got the Tipex or the Whitehall, put that across, wrote Parramatta again, and then you've gone again. So you, your sheet of paper is an absolute mess. Mate, uh, sponsored you, by liquid paper. <laughs> you, you, I don't even know if they do liquid paper. Anymore, but anyway, oh, mate. Like, hey, mate, that yeah. was on a lot of my work. That's cool. Or, 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 you're, or you're on the laptop, save as you know, re- keep saving, keep changing, mate. The list keeps on changing. You've come up with your top eight. God knows who's going to be in it. I don't think you should be making predictions based off your four. But Parramatta, let me tell you about Parramatta. So I think, based off those opening twenty minutes, they realised that was the game to win. For the yeah. Paramat for, for for Parramatta to go into these next uh, next couple of games, they go uh, obviously the, the Brisbane this week that they lost. Then they Roosters, Penrith by absolute minimum winning two of those three games to get anywhere near the eight. I think they realise their best crack is they look at themselves and go the Roosters will get that one. It's a toss between Penrith and Broncos, and you go let's go all in at the Broncos and get them beat. I think. You know, they, they were already up against it. I just can't see a way um, of them, you know, beating the Roosters and the Penrith Panthers before the bye. It's unfortunate for Parramatta because um, at different stages of the, of the season, they've looked really positive. You know, the combination of Moses and Brown, Gutherson, I think has worked really well. There's a few things that have just gone against them. And unfortunately, they're going to be the, the, the team that you know, made the grand final and then m- missed the eight the following year. Yeah, they're gone without Mitch Moses, Jimmy. He's out for six weeks. And I think we've got to give Mitch a big rap. Like, to play with a busted cheekbone the way that he did and he wanted to continue playing, it was only the uh, doctors who forced his exit from the game. Um, But I don't think Mitchell Moses or Clint Gutherson could have done anything more than what they have for the Parramatta Reels this year. But it is bitterly disappointing for their legion of fans that they go from making a grand final to now they will miss out on the top eight. I think Dylan Brown owes them uh, a a big debt because um, his suspension at a critical point in the season after a difficult opening to the year for the Eels uh, really let them down. Ryan Madison owes him an apology as well because that was destabilising at the beginning of the year. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, Jesus. He's come well, off I'm the serious. Back no, no, no. Like, I, I agree with Dylan Brown, but like, it, it goes through. There is countless He did it on scenarios. Bad Monday. Then he tried to reverse it. Like, well, he did try to. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm like, a bad man. man. I'm so upset. And said, well, I'll take the three weeks. And then from that moment on, he did try to change it. And the NRL said no. I think where they've got to sharpen up the eels, Dobbo, is in recruitment and retention. They blundered badly uh, last year in the players that they allowed to leave the club. Murata Niakore is absolutely flying for the New Zealand Warriors. They haven't yep. been able to find a hooker. Josh Hodgson got injured. Um, he's been a champion player for a long, long time. Uh, but that, to me, was a little bit of a knee-jerk reactionary signing. And unfortunately... Um, for Josh and for the Eels, it, it didn't come up trumps. 
and, and then aside from that, uh, they let other players go. Like Oregon Kafusi's playing damn good footy at the Cronulla Sharks. Isaiah Papali, I think if yeah. he stayed at the Parramatta Reels, he's had has a much stronger year than what he's had at the West Tigers. So I, I think the Eels they've got to sharpen up in that respect. That's where yeah. the, the administrators at the club, it's not on the coach, Brad Arthur. He's one person on that recruitment and retention committee that they've got, but they've made some bad blunders. And if they want to get back in the finals, I think Brad Arthur is a damn good coach and they're hard to find in the NRL good coaches. I think that he can get them back into the finals for next season, yeah. but they've got to sharpen up in that area. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help Regan Campbell-Gillard um, got injured with that, what was a hip drop from Payne Haas in Darwin. He's out for a long period of time. He comes back, he gets suspended. Sivo's had suspension and injury. There's been a, a lot of moving parts in that and side. Big Junior Paulo didn't have the season that Sean Lane was late coming back. Yeah. He had a broken jaw. Like he, there's, there's a again. lot. He's yeah. out again. They've, they've, they've had some excuses, you know what I mean, like, you know I mean, like the, when they ball her down and they do the review, there's some, you know, of course they'd be so disappointed with their season, but, but like they do have, they did have some challenges thrown at them this year, Parramatta, and some of them were their own fault, but, um, you know, they've got, they're going to have a tough whole off season to turn it all around. Yeah, they certainly are. Mate, so, but isn't it good that a guy, Jimmy, you must feel good that someone hurt a cheekbone and you weren't on the field? We're going to take a break. Just before we take a break, Dobbo, as soon as we're speaking about uh, tough Englishmen, Jimmy, did you watch the Challenge Cup final overnight? Awesome game. The Lee Leopards beat Hull Kingston Rovers. It went to Golden Point. Lachlan Lamb kicked a, a clutch field goal. He wasn't the number one option. He was the number two option. Got it done off his left boot. His old man, uh, Adrian Lamb, obviously played for Queensland and, and the Roosters out here for many years. He's the coach of the team. Um, and I think I'm right, 21 years ago, Adrian Lamb actually also scored a try and kicked the field goal to help Wigan win a Challenge Cup. So that's an awesome story. Yeah, Mate, absolutely story. it is. It, it, it's amazing. And, you know, for, for those that don't follow this, the Super League particularly close, what um, Adrian Lamb has managed to achieve down there uh, or up there in England has been nothing short of sensational. Lee, not a team that has been around success for a long, long, long time. They've gone on a great recruitment drive. Look, um, Adrian Lamb's got them, I think, in currently sitting third. It's about to be the first time they're going to play, play playoffs. They've not won a trophy for over 50 years. They win the Challenge Cup final at Wembley, a huge achievement. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we talk about great coaches. Well, I think Adrian Lamb has proved what he can do. It's not like going to some of the bigger clubs over there which is a, a natural step for some coaches, the, the, the St. Helens the, the Wiggins, the Warrington the Leeds of, of this world that he's gone to a basement club and turned them into genuine genuine title contenders and trophy winners within a couple of seasons it's pretty yeah, remarkable awesome. can, can, can I ask when they when they went from the Centurions to the Leopards, to the Leopards? Leopards uh, I think it was a marketing ploy. Their owner, uh, Derek Beaumont, gets around in a, a leopard jacket um, and a leopard hat. Yeah, leopard like I've seen tie. him at the game. Well, uh, yeah. You know what? Um, I went to that area, Jimmy, and uh, I went to Lee and had a few cold beers. My dad was number 729 for the Lee Centurions. Oh, wow, yeah. Good. So well, like, I went over there and met all of his old teammates. They played Australia, and then they showed me the Australian team. 
And it was like Bob Fulton, Reg Kaz, like had, yeah. had like the whole, you know what I mean? Like, and that was great that, you know, back in the day, but it's a proud little town and, mm. and the pubs just painted. There's so much history, like, in their local pub and it was all the Centurions, but to go over there and spend good. some time you'd love really to be cool. over so there. congratulations. We, you'd love to be over there today, Gordy. I'll tell you what, what the celebrations oh, will be going long Challenge and strong. Up. For the Always Lee Leopards and the town <laughs> Unreal. Hey, Hilton, listen. It was uh, Hilton Park that yeah. they used to play out of. Unreal. This is Sunday, Simbi, we're going to come back. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Can't stop what I got. Ready or Welcome back to Triple M Sunday Sinbin. All thanks to Prosper. Uh, Sunday Sinbin, James Graham, James Super, Gordon Tallis, Ben Dobbin with you. Ahead of what will be a cracking game of rugby league, uh, the Storm taking on the Raiders down in Melbourne. Wade Graham, James Graham and Dan G'day will be your callers for that one. Uh, what's the weather there, Jammer? What's the, the temperature in Melbourne today, my friend? Uh, I don't know. It's what, not really we... want to take note. It's just... It's just okay, Dobber. I guess if people wanted a weather report, they'd go on their weather app and look it up. Oh Do you God. know what I mean? They, Here we go. They're not, they're not, li- they're not listening for a weather report from me. I'm sat inside a studio at Amy what? Park. You didn't it's get not out. raining. Didn't get... It's a bit cloudy. Like, <laughs> if you really want to know, go on the weather app and find out. Isn't he just, you know, no, like, well, what, well, what, man, a nark, what a narky, narky well, no, you've human asked being. Him, you've asked him a stupid question without Mate, notice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're in Melbourne. There's a game of rugby league. You're there. We're not. What is the weather like there today? It's been a nice day. It was a bit cold when I got off the plane. There's no rain. But that's the track it. No, looks good. Be, but you know what, Dobber? You ask a question and the answer, nobody cares. Well, that's not true. A lot of people care about the conditions. Well, if they did, they'd so look it up. people in Sydney and Brisbane listening to this want to know what the weather's like in Melbourne. Oh, Is that what yes. you were saying? Here you go, Dobbo. Here you go, Dobbo. It's 12 degrees and it's partly cloudy. Thank you. <laughs> That's all he needed to say. But he's not right. smart enough to look at that. He just wants to criticise and be nasty. And it goes in line with it our did, next but subject. Dubbo, you know, hey, you hey. Know what? Hang on. Let me, fi- let me finish, Dobbo. You know what? You're typical. You're that old, like, you, you need a weather report at the end of the news. Here's what the weather's been like I'm a today. Farmer, I've mate. never understood it. Why, well, why report on the weather that's already been? Because it dictates it's for on what it... people like you. <laughs> are you calling? Just hang on. You. Are you Who calling you? the rural community no, no. of Australia backwards? No, no. Don't, you. Mate, don't you call yourself? You the are calling like the rural community of Australia backwards. No, he's Is that calling what? you. No, he's they not. would look at their own weather site. They'd go out to their rain gauge. No, they don't. No, they no, they look, the people want to know what's going on with the weather. They would look at it themselves. I don't think they trust the weatherman, to be quite honest. So they I don't trust the Bureau of Meteorology? I reckon they'd look at themselves. They don't trust the Bureau of Meteorology? I'm, I never said that. I said you said the they weatherman. don't trust the weatherman. That's the Bureau of Meteorology. No, that's the bloke on Channel 9 doing the weather. Oh, no. <laughs> we're not getting under that. that if we're I not got getting it as long as the weatherman, I wouldn't I'm be in the I'm sorry I retracted. I should not have asked James Graham what the weather temperature looks like. You win, Jabba. You win. I don't care. Mate, I don't a give bloke. a crap what's going on mate, at Amy Park. I tell you what, mate, like, there was a bloke in Townsville that used to do, uh, it was on 4K1G, Too Deadly, and his name was Tonky Logan. Yeah. And I'd say, what's, mate, mate, what's the weather like? He'd open up the window, put his hand out, and goes, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd close the window. For anybody, we do not give a crap uh, about what the temperature is like in Melbourne or what the conditions are like. All right? No, okay, okay. Let's go. talk about Jerome Luai. Oh, Tonky um, Logan. This, 
earlier this week, and I don't know, he's juvenile, Jerome. Look, I'm just going to say this about this, Watch and I'm going to hand it over. Boy, he'll come after you. I don't care what he says about me. He can post my Fat Albert thing. He can post me <laughs> eating food. I don't give a crap. Uh, but, mate, you're a professional footballer, and I heard your comments around Jerome um, Hoops and what you said. And they were true, valid and honest. It wasn't personal. It wasn't nasty. You were just being exactly that. And for him to come out like that, like seriously, grow up. Grow up. Hoops, I know you couldn't give a crap about it. You don't even have social media, so you're immune to it all. But at some point, this bloke needs to get hauled into line because it's becoming well, a real problem. Well, who's well, supposed to pull him into line? I'll tell you what Dob- I think about the whole thing, Dobbo, is, is rat's ass. So I had my say, Jerome had his play on. I maintain and stand by the fact that I think Jerome is the biggest serial on-field pest in the game. You can go to the silly love tap headbutt that he had with Reese Walsh in State of Origin. You can go to the cheap shot shoulder fly swat on Big Nelson the other week. You can go to him standing over Selwyn Cobbo uh, in State of Origin a couple of years back. You can go to not linking arms with teammates during the national anthem in State of Origin. He he was axed uh, off the back of that performance. I know that Panthers fans love Jerome, but rival fans love to hate him, and, and that was the only point I was making. I am a big fan of James Fisher-Harris, Moses Leota, Nathan Cleary, Dylan Edwards, Liam Martin, Same. Brian yep. Toto, all of those champion Panthers players. They're, they're premiership winners uh, and they're champion fellas. I'm not a fan of Jerome Luai and the carry-on antics that he goes on with on the field. That, that was my only point. Did you like it that he made you an egghead? I thought, I thought that was quite I, funny. Mate, I had a good giggle at it when somebody <laughs> said it, it to me. I thought it too. was funny. It was yeah, funny. Yeah, you got to have a laugh, call mate. You Humpty Dumpty. Don't call him Humpty Dumpty. And, and I did call like how he, 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 he fried an egg on your head, which I thought, that was very funny. <laughs> mate, he's <laughs> so... <laughs> No, is there, that, is there yeah, a bit she weird like, that? She, she, so when he said Humpty Dumpty, I thought it might have been Dobbo's <laughs> face, but it was. <laughs> I saw yours. So it's a character bit, uh, was wrong. It's a bit weird. It's going after the, the, the baldies and the gingers. It's about the only two groups of people who are allowed to get after uh, before you, <laughs> well, you get, can go after you know, a fat you, know, you can come up to me. Yeah. Oh. You can come up to me. Mm. <laughs> not really. People are sensitive I'm not. about weight. I'm not. Go your hardest, Jerome. No, um, no, well, but you've got to be like, very like, careful in the modern like, world. And Bobo. as I said the other day, he he wants to play the villain. Well, you've got to play the villain. No one, no one cares. And we watched Paul Gallen play the villain. We watched Anthony Mundine play the villain. I was the villain for New South Wales people. So you've got to take what you get. You know, you can't, you know, do you know, at your best mate's wedding, do a bad speech and all that and don't take the criticism for it, mate. Whatever oh, I forgot you do, about the speech. I forgot yeah, about you know the I mean? speech. So, yeah, that was a so good mate, one. So, mate, so... So, mate, whatever you do, right, if you want to play that villain, you've got to take it. It's just, it's just part, it's part and parcel of who you want to be. But if you want to be Jake Kravoyevich and go down to wherever it is, Mona Vale, and, you know, do the lines and work in the canteen and do all that kind of stuff, well, you're going to be painted as a good guy. You're going to be painted as the saint in our game. But you've got to work on that. But if you want to be the villain, well, you've got to take with what comes with it. And, yeah. every, and every sport needs a villain. Well, you've, had, you've been play, painted as a villain play. before. Hey? You, you have been painted as a villain yeah. before. So you've got to take the villain. And you know the difference, right. Dobbo, was every time Gordon got painted as a villain, because you and I were both young members of the media at the yeah. time, he fronted up. 
He, he never did not do an interview. Uh, he never ducked or weaved a camera. Jerome hasn't done an interview since State of Origin, which I couldn't give a rat's about. Well, it doesn't worry me in the least if he doesn't want to say anything. Um, but Gordy always fronted up. Gordy always answered the hard questions. And well, I think hey, other... Oh, yeah. And another one. And I think what, what sort of got on my gate was when he did text about all the people. Yeah. Don't get on social media if you don't want... You know I mean, so like then there's, there's part and parcel. And Wayne Bennett always said, and it was a valuable lesson, so he needs a strong leader like Wayne in his life where if you want to read the back page of the paper and someone's writing something good, you've got to read the back page of the paper when someone's writing bad stuff about you. So don't just keep the scrapbook and all your good stuff and open up your scrapbook. Get your head out of the scrapbook because when they're going to write something bad about you, you've got to take that on yourself. And, you know, that's probably something that the young kids really need to learn that, you know, not everybody's going to like you. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but it's no. okay if – if you like yourself. Hoops, can you tell me this? And, and I'm not going to – why haven't Penrith pulled him into line over this crap? No, like, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't. have any beef with that whatsoever, Dobbo. That's, they run their club. Yeah, but as a club, they're the, they can, well, they can they're get the, – Mate, they're the premiers, okay? They're one back-to-back titles. I think they'd think, oh, well, you know, let him – perhaps someone has spoken to him. I can't answer that question. I haven't spoken to anybody at Penrith about it. Uh, as I said off the top, rat's ass, it does not worry me in the least. Um, I had my say, Jerome's at his six again play on. And for all the snowflakes out there, because in the modern world, everybody can be a bit touchy-feely and sensitive these days, there is nothing personal between Jerome and I. There is no history. Ironically, what sparked this latest um, little spot fire was actually Jerome calling Michael Carianis. Oh, the koala bear. A, a gronk. Yeah. <laughs> he called him a gronk. Because, <laughs> mate, because all my Michael. mates go, who's that bloke on 360 with the koala hair? <laughs> <laughs> so I call him the koala bear. Yeah, but I feel sorry for Michael Carianis. Mate, he's, he's got the absolutely, nicest guy he, in there. He's got, he's got no rot in him at all. Mick's What's a good it? fella. Mick's a good yeah. fella. And, Listen, most uh, journalists write a pet crocodiles at some stage they're going to bite you right but <laughs> like with him he's the softest out of all of them right I mean he's the one that that like you would confide in like if you're a player you would go and talk to him because most of his stories are just mate whatever that um a lot of um, a lot confide in me it's not a lot confide in me like, let's just, just be honest. Who? Just, just so, with, mate, you name Jerome. one article that you've written I that's really write. good. I'm, hey? I'm a voice man. I, I, I tell the story. I speak yeah, just, their oh, I speak their story. So like what? Well, it doesn't matter. Like strawberry Sundays. Sorry, so Jimmy, what were you going to say? So tell me what player has told you something. So do you, I wouldn't. I'd be breaking you, their trust, Gordon. Oh, that's why I'm not saying so it. So that's all off oh, the my record. Goodness, yeah, yeah. So that's all off the record, and you're like the scoop. Is that what you're trying to say? Scoop of ice cream that, with a strawberry. That they just use you <laughs> oh, to whatever. get whatever they Go want on. out there. Is that Jammer, what you're trying to Jammer, say? Jammer, you've got something to say. <laughs> no, no, I'm just thinking with, with, with Jerome and just how, how he manages this and you know, he's at a champion team like like Penrith now, but um, you know, it, it seems like picking fights with the media, no good can come of this. And you know, the, the, the people that he's picking fights with, just they won't, they can't wait for him to fail now. And when there's a moment um, that will be discussed around Jerome Luai, you know, the, the knives will be sharpened or the pens will be sharpened even more so than they would against the regular NRL player because of um, what he's doing at the moment, like, which is only going to add to that, um, that those tough times and make it even more difficult. For, and I think, you know, he does play that, that villain card, but I just don't see the point in fighting with the media. I think, you know, the, the Penrith Panthers maybe behind the scenes will be looking at it and just going, 
why take any form of distraction for the possibility of us creating history in you know a couple of weeks' time? You're you're you're, you're the latest guy to retire. If you're at Penrith, would you say something to him? Would you pull him in the line? Yeah, well, well, I had it. You know, it actually happened to me. You know, I spoke about that that incident with Peter Fitzsimons and Cameron McInnes said to me, Matt, he goes, I can see you getting distracted by this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, probably am. It's time to let it go. He, he wrote a, a, a piece about me. I responded with an open letter and then he responded again and I'm like all geared up to go again. And, and he just said, mate, just, just, just leave it. You, mm. th- there's no point, no good can come of this. You're never going to win. You're only going to make life more difficult for yourself. So I, I took that on board and just went, well, uh, you know, let let Peter have the last word, and I've just got to walk away from it, and, and it'll go. So I, I think you know that the advice would surely be, what what is the gain? What's the potential gain? And, and there isn't any. You, you're fighting a losing battle, and and when when things get tough, the pens will be sharpened even more than they would regularly. I'll say this about Jerome, Jimmy. He, he's a damn good player. Like he's a talent. My point is. I just don't like a lot of the carry-on, niggle, agitation antics that he has really bought into over the course of the last couple of years. Take nothing away from him. I don't think he's lost many games over the course of his entire career because he's been a part of that champion Penrith system. I'd like to see him teleported into the West Tigers list and see if he could turn them around on his own. Yeah. Well, they're, they're the things That's that we're... Yeah, yeah, and you know what? That might happen yet. That could happen because, I mean, there's no guarantee he's going to... What are you hearing, spit. mate? No, no, I'm just saying there's well, no mate, guarantee. You, hey, you just told us before that you're one of the leading journalists. Well, that wasn't my words. They're the words of the players. Oh. The throughout, throughout. They're the words of the fans, mate. So uh, we're going to take a break. No praise, ben. We're, we're going to take a break. This is Sunday's <laughs> event. Not far away, the storm take on the Raiders from Amy Park. And the big news is Harry Grant will start from the bench. Bronson Garlic to start. So we will get to that. Not far away as well. James Graham's toughest player. But James uh, Hooper, you have some you have some mail. So, sorry to interject just as well. Just a bit of a latest from Melbourne. It's, it's currently 13 degrees <laughs> and overcast. <laughs> I couldn't give a crap about the weather in Melbourne, mate. No one cares, mate. No one gives a crap at all about the weather. So you just stick to your job. We don't care. We don't. No one wants a weather report. Well, you asked him for one earlier. Now, Jimmy, there is a little bit of breaking news about oh, one yeah? of Australia's self-proclaimed best journalists in, in Ben Dobbin, and, and that is over the course of the weekend, a couple of champion NRL players have had to host at stages on Triple M because I think – I don't know what happened down at Shark Park on Friday night. Apparently – Maroon somehow locked himself in the Brasco or something uh, just prior to kickoff between. Are you serious? Cren- yeah, he's, he's somehow got stuck in the Brasco when the game was about to kick off. So Aaron Woods was left to um, host proceedings there. And then our very own Sunday Sinbin, Jimmy Graham, also had to take a turn as well, Dobbo. So let's just have a little listen to this. Yeah, good day. Welcome to Shark Park tonight. We're here live for Triple M. Um, as you know, it's normally Ed Maroon that comes in and hosts this right now. But um, he's nowhere to be seen. So Aaron Woods is hosting here by myself in the box. Um, I don't think Brent Reid has rocked up either. But a uh, lovely night for footy. Yeah, welcome back to Triple M. Rocking the footy on a Thursday night. How good is it if we've got recently retired Wade Graham in the house and 
Mate, what about this for a game? 12 all. Who would have thought? <laughs> well, where jobs are safe. That's one thing I know for sure. Our jobs are very, very safe. Uh, if that's the two best performances we've got in our stable, uh, we're, we're, in a, we're in a very, very good position. Um, Mate, in the words of PVL, it's only a five-seater plane, and unfortunately there might not be enough room. Yeah, well, whatever. Hey, uh, it's now time for the Mitsubishi Triton uh, Tupless Player segment. Thanks to Mitsubishi Triton. Nothing can frighten a Triton. Jammer, who's your toughest player for round 24? Yeah, so for round 24, the toughest player, uh, Mitsubishi Triton, toughest player, goes to Adam Fanua Blake. He was absolutely sensational for the Warriors against the Tigers. 71 minutes. He chipped in with a try. 27 runs for 270 metres and he's just a huge reason why the Warriors are going so well. Obviously Sean Johnson will get the praise for his game management skills, his try assists and his effort in defence but through that middle area of the field, um, Adam Fanua Blake rather the, the presence that he brings the, the, the toughness the, the, the carries and just all the little detail as well, like just how difficult he is to to get onto the ground and get a slow play the ball we all know the value of quick play the balls and every team wants to slow them down but with a guy like Fanua Blake he's going to attract you know at least three defenders into every tackle to even attempt to get him on the ground so your defensive line is just scattered and yeah he's been immense this season and yeah I thought he had a, a fantastic game against the Tigers as well He's a very good footballer. There's no two ways about it. Um, and a lot of their success has been off the back of that jammer. So that's a that's a pretty good pick from you, which is unlike you to, to actually go and do some work on that kind of stuff. What, can we can we just quickly, before we go, and we, we're going to look quickly at Melbourne uh, and the Raiders. Do we all now agree that, that Brisbane are the real deal with Penrith, that they are the two absolute heavyweights of this competition now, Hoops. I mean, the, the question marks continue, but for me, it's now Brisbane have shown everybody up to their performance. They had a big kill on Friday night, and they've shown and, and told everybody, hey, mate, w- we can put points on no matter what. There's no question marks from my end, Dobbo. If you look at what they're able to do at the Cowboy, against the Cowboys without Adam Reynolds, and then they've put an absolute cricket score on a desperate Parramatta side Friday evening, they are the real deal every day of the week. I think the only bloke who's questioning them was you earlier when you said you think that they might somehow drop a game in the run home to the finals. I've guaranteed that they finish second. I, I, they are they absolutely finish second. I wasn't, I wasn't questioning them. I think they can win. Well, the you comp. said you think the Raiders are going to beat them. Yeah, I think the Raiders might be more desperate. Yes, I do. Mm. Yes, I do. I think. I think stylistically, the way the Broncos play, it can really trouble the Penrith Panthers as well. I think this is great for the competition. That, uh, yeah, I think Penrith like to get into the grind with teams. They'll outgrind you and they'll show their polish later in the piece. And if you make one mistake, they're going to come at you. But the way the Broncos play, and you know, even if you look at how Manly. Um, through the ball around. That's very similar to how the Broncos play. So I think looking at that, yes, the, the, the Manly obviously didn't get the victory, but they, they worried the Panthers at the start of yeah. that game. And I just think with that'll give Brisbane so much confidence going into September, going, we've got a style of football here that can beat this team. Let's back us all the way. They, they, they play such an exciting brand of football. And um, yeah, like I say, I think that they, they genuinely can beat Penrith. They've got genuine electric speed, Jimmy, in that 
back line with Reese Walsh and Farnworth and Cobbo and Staggs and there's just so much strike power there and I think Walsh's ability to be able to count numbers and, and then swing either right or left depending on what he sees uh, and create the overlap it, it, it's been superb to watch uh, and I'm with you I think that absolutely um, they're just they're going just as well as the Panthers are at this point in time. Can I, can I ask you both and Gordon you made the comment quickly and, and, and we're not far away and Hoops as well, you talked about the great middle forwards of the game and you both have left Payne Huss out of that conversation as the top middle no, forward. He's a good point. He's yeah, a I, great I understand player. that, but why why I I, I understand Jason no, Jasher. Well, footy gets into Anastasia. The, yeah. Anastasia. Yeah. I spoke about the like the forwards, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Payne Hass is in there. Yeah, but he, but he wasn't your top forward. Hoops said today he's not one of the top three uh, middle forwards no, in the game. No, he was, no hang on, he's hang in on. My top I said five. I've got Tino, right? Pat Carrigan's a Shandy Bond. Tino, I've got James Fisher, Harrison, Moses Leota. Yes, and uh, so where's equal, Payne? Equal standing with Tino, and then I've got Payne just a, a, a Shandy. So you've got him as the hey, fifth. On, you've got him fifth. Mate, there's a guy by the name of Aiden Fanua Blake that if he was playing in the and big him brand as well, over here, put him in. He yep. he would be front and center of everybody. So. It's just where your team's sitting at the moment, and we're all talking about it, but you got one of the greatest front rowers in Jimmy Graham. Is Payne Hass in your top five, Jimmy? Oh, easy. I, I, I personally, I've got him at number one, and Thank I think you. the consistency, what he's managed to put, to play with, uh, he's only, well, he's played 100 games, and wow, like, what a player he is. And I think, obviously, we're seeing the Brisbane Broncos go a lot better this season, um, so He's not had, he's not had to shine as much as what yeah, he usually has done. But for me, I, I'm more impressed with what he what he did last season and the season before when the Broncos weren't going so well. The hopes of that team were, were resting on him, and I'm just pleased for him that he's worked this hard and he stayed he stayed there. And now the Broncos are, are you know they've got some further strike power in other positions. I just think personally, if I was picking a front rower tomorrow to go number one, it'd be him. That's just my personal opinion. Okay, and then who's better out of Fisher, Harris, and Leota? If you had oh. to pick one and let one go, Fisher, Harris. If I'm, yeah, if, well, if consistently, there's a strong match between yeah, them. Yeah, there's not yeah, much. Oh, yeah, in mate, them. Not, and they, they complement each other. There's well. not much between them. They're both aces. It's just whether you're like diamonds or hearts. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the good thing is that, yeah, as you said, Payne's only mate, played. They're all the same. Mate, it's like mate, it's like the fullbacks in the competition. If yeah, you've yeah. got Tommy, you, mate, you, you want Tommy. If you've got Dylan Edwards, you want Dylan Edwards. Whoever's playing behind you in those top guys, you want them as your fullback. The Broncos want Reese Walsh. Yeah, you know, Roosters want. What's on this afternoon, Dobbo? Well, lots on this afternoon. We you going, have, for, you going for a, no, a strawberry there's Sunday? A local cake store. No, local cake store Sundays. <laughs> Listen, but coming up very Fruit shortly, cake. the Storm take on the Raiders. Triple M Footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.